0: Recorded live.
1: Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels, and I am here with Toby Daniels, and today, uh, author of the forthcoming book *The Price System*. Um, And today is Thursday, December fifteenth, two thousand and sixteen. So, are you ready for Christmas, Toby?
2: I am as ready as I'm going to be. (laughs) <laughs> but I've yeah, I got a couple more things to get, but I should be good. <laughs>
1: that's 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 understandable. I, I know um, today I had to stop at the Sprint store to take care of. I was like, I get this text message that says I owe money, and I'm like, wait a minute, I just paid everything, you know. So I go to the Sprint store, and they're not opening in 15 minutes. So what do I do? I go to TJ Maxx next door and buy another Christmas gift for somebody, you know. So anyway, so. Such as life. Well, at yep. any rate, I'm very, very excited to be talking to you because of your um, competitive analysis that you sent me. So I'm going to pull it up on the screen right now, and how about you do the same, okay?
0: I will do that.
1: Okay. Let me know when you got it up there.
0: Already I have it up
1: Okay, cool. All right. So. You saw my email that you did a nice job with it, okay? Mhm. And then you came back and you said I should have done more. And then after I sent you the reply about you got to be nice to yourself and everything, I thought, was he saying that about the competitive analysis or about the strategic book plan I asked you to resend? So which which one were you thinking about when you said that, the competitive analysis or strategic book plan?
2: Yeah, uh, the competitive analysis. I didn't think I did enough. I, I didn't. I wasn't
0: sure, you know.
1: Okay. Okay. So, wh- why did you feel like maybe you didn't do enough?
0: Um, I didn't know if it was enough
2: books because there's so many out there. You know, <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness, I lost my mind in Barnes and Nobles.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's
2: just so many, yeah. and you know, it's just. And I said, you know what? <clears throat> Let me just streamline this as best as I can and just find these ones that stick out to me and I just pulled a stack of books and went through each of them, you know. And um the list that I came up with, um, I actually had more books than that. Um but um I did was able to find some very good books out there.
1: Yeah, you did. It was it was interesting. The first one you uh you have on here is You Are a Badass. You know, which I have seen that book at Barnes & Noble and thought, I need to buy that book. And then after I read your uh, sort of review of it, I thought, yeah, I probably should buy that book, you know. Um, The reason that I said you did such a great job is because I have had many people who I've given this assignment to over the years, and they do the part about what the book is about, and then they totally – on the part about comparing your book what you have in mind for your book to this book mm-hmm. you know? so you know I'm not saying it's like Hemingway writing or anything but you've hired you know a person who's going to be editing everything as you go through and making it slick and making it emotionally compelling and all those things but the point is is that you completed the assignment and a lot of people don't you know Wow. Yeah, so I give you a lot of credit. Now, part of that may be because you've already done some writing, you know, and the majority of the people that I talk with, it's like it's just an idea in their head or they have, you know, a bunch of notes all over the place or they've been writing maybe a blog for a while, you know, but they really haven't put as much thought into the book as you have already put into it. So um, at any rate. Um, It might have been easier for you because you're a little bit farther along in that process, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but I just, you know, yeah, I just want to give you credit where credit is due. So what was it like doing that uh, besides the fact that there were a lot of them out there?
2: You know, it was really good just to get the different perspectives of how people are, trying to help others, you know, deliver their message, whether it's based on theory or based on their own personal experiences. Um, right. One of the one of the things that I also noticed, and I, I added his book to the list because it's an oldie but a goodie, uh, Napoleon Hill, you know, he... Right, yeah, I
4: noticed that.
2: You know, I, I look at how... The concepts that he had in his books, and, you know, the systematic way of doing things, and you know, having using your mind to attract these things, you know, it, 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 I look at how you know some of those things. It was the foundation of self help, and I think from a large part, a lot of people have kind of moved away from those foundational methods, you know, and kind of creating. And I, and I think you kind of do things based off of your experience, and that's great. But I think so much of – you get so many tools out of Napoleon Hill's book. It's, it's amazing. Him, Zig Ziglar, and those guys, they, they've they written some great books.
1: Right. And, you know, i got to tell you, um, I think I had asked you once before how old you are. I think you said you're like 48?
2: 45,
1: 45. 45, okay. So you're a little yeah. bit younger than me, you know. But I have a client who's a millennial, all right, and he's on, he's on like the old, older end of the millennials. He's like, he just turned 37. You know, we started working on his book in um, August and he's, you know, he's making good headway with it. But when he sees the books by like Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and everything, it's like he, there's like a total disconnect for him with those people, you know? So it's like he wouldn't he wouldn't have the appreciation for Napoleon Hill that you would have, you know. Now any were any of the books because we talked about this last time, and I think the book is going to be um, kind of targeting minorities. Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of, I, you know. I think. Kind of. um...
1: like, like like we're not going to come out and say, you know. Um, if you're a white person, this book isn't for you, you know, I mean, we're not going to be that direct about it, but I mean, your experience is, you know, an experience that I think a lot of minorities would relate to and some white people will too. But at Mm -hmm. any rate, where I was going with that is did you find any books out there that were targeted to a specific group like women or a minority or something like that as you were going through this exercise?
2: You know, I did not. Um And I'm looking at the list. Everything seemed like it was uh, – I would say you're a badass. More women, like even when I looked at the reviews of you're a badass because she was a woman that wrote it, a lot of women okay. – it resonated with a lot of women, so they provided, she had more women reviews than men. So I think hers kind of touched on, you know, touched was marketed towards women more so than anything.
1: Right. Um,
2: everyone else's, uh, I, I think um, Eric Thomas's book, The Secrets to Success, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, I think his. Could be a minority, you know, if looking into it in his experiences and things like that, it, you know, you can kind of depict a minority or black or Latino person going through these similar struggles that he went through that he described. So I can say Is that. that
1: one's on here? Is that one of the ones on here?
2: Yes, that's the second one.
1: Oh, Secret to Success. Okay. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Yeah, you know what? When I read that title, I thought of people that I've dealt with in the past, either as a marketing mentor or a book coach or anything, and I've heard those exact words. I want to succeed as much as I want to breathe, you know? Mm -hmm. So, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Um, Okay, good. So, what would you say you learned in the process? You learned about you know, all the books that are out there and all the authors that want to help people out there, what would you say that you learned about yourself? And what would you say you learned about the book that you're going to have done?
2: What I could say what I learned about myself is, you know, one, um, I went through, I've overcome challenges in my life by, one, using my mind, and a system for for myself, and I think that I I didn't realize that I was utilizing a system all throughout my life to overcome several obstacles. Um, you know, and as I started reading these different books and going into them, and the ones that you know, whether they were their own stories or somebody else's, it just showed me that wow, I, I'm you know I'm resilient one. Um. I definitely my confidence has definitely increased because of what I've overcame in my life, right. and be, because of that, you know, I feel that I have something that I can share with the world, um, you know, to better uh, help them, you know, to inspire them, encourage them to just keep going, you know, and they can figure this out too because somebody that lacked confidence and self-esteem issues as well. You know, two of the biggest challenges I think, uh, hurdles to get over in life. You know, I feel, um, because they can really hold you back. I, I think, you know, I, without going to therapists or things like that, I push forward. I really just push forward, continue to push forward, and um, did what I had to do. So. I definitely learned that about myself, that, wow, I was really resilient throughout my life and been able to snap back, get back on my feet, and just keep pushing forward, you know, and looking for that, you know, to always better myself at every chance I get, just always look better myself.
0: Um, uh,
1: how? Let me ask you, Mr. Toby, how comfortable do you feel with the idea of kind of opening up your heart and sharing what you went through in your book, like not just the price system and your successes, but also what it felt like to be in that challenging place.
2: Oh, I don't have a problem at all. I actually do share some of it, you know, growing up with my mom, you know, her calling me stupid and things like that. I share a little bit in the introduction or whatever, but I'm definitely open to it, I think, that's what will resonate with people, um, and right. you know, kind of oh, just, kind of just, yeah, yeah. But I would definitely be open yeah. to that.
1: um, you know, it's it's really interesting. I go to this um, networking breakfast every Wednesday morning. Okay, not every Wednesday. I probably go three weeks out of four. You know, because I'll hmm. get where I, you know, I have a client. That's the only time they can meet, or you know, I just want to get caught up with some work, and that's you know, when you figure. The drive to get there, the meeting, and then the drive to get home, it's like two, two-and-a-half hours. So, But anyway, it's funny. I was on the phone with somebody on the East Coast early yesterday morning. It's on Wednesdays. And I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm scheduled to speak, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I hadn't prepared anything. But I never worry about it too much because I figure I know my stuff. But when I've spoken at this group before, I've always talked about, you know, kind of educational training topics like, you know, how I use LinkedIn and I think it would be smart for you to use LinkedIn too or my five marketing tips that were in my book, you know, like it's always that sort of um, content and process kind of stuff. So this morning, before I got up there, I thought, you know what, I'm going to spend about half the time talking about sort of my background and my story And I'm going to spend the other half of the time talking about sort of what I offer and who's an ideal client for me, sort of that more factual stuff. You know, one of the Mm -hmm. things I happen to say, and I don't think I've ever said this for the platform before because I didn't want to sound like I was like whining or complaining or something, is I happen to say, you know, you know how we talk about how important it is for parents to be supportive of their kids and, you know, what they want to do in life and those kinds of things. I said, well, I didn't happen to have that kind of parents.
0: Mm.
1: You know? And I had never said that before, you know. And and I said, you know, my parents would say, you're a really, really good writer, but you're never going to make a living as a writer. Nobody makes a living as a writer, you know,
0: mm-hmm. right? You know?
1: And and so I have to tell you, when I started doing, you know, the book coaching and after my book came out and all those things, I really dealt with the voices still in my head that said, you can't make a living doing this, you know, and it's like, while I was making a living doing it, you know. But at any rate, it was funny because after I gave that talk, how many people at the end of the meeting said, Denise, it was so refreshing to get to learn more about you instead of just mm. the stuff that you know you know. And mm-hmm. I'm always thinking, "Oh, you want to give them content. You want to give them, you know, the good stuff. You want to give them the brain and, you know, what I did is I split it up and I made it about half about the head and about half about the heart, you know. And yeah. it was it was very very it was very well received. So, I just want to support and encourage you in doing that. So, um anyway. Um so so you felt good? About doing it, and what would you say you learned about the book that you have in mind um, as a result of doing this exercise?
0: I think
2: it, it will be a, a very good book, especially with uh, you know me opening up my story and my challenges, you know, of confidence and self-esteem. I think it will be a very good book, and and you know, one of the things I, I, I and as I stated, I think everybody kind of has their tools or what have you or, you know, steps that they want each their readers self-aware. to grasp from. Say again.
1: I said their system, you know. Right.
2: You know, and I think, um, you know, like I said, Napoleon Hill and Zig is some of the foundational core things that I don't think we're moving away from them. I think people are just putting their own spin to it. You know, I, I like, I feel that mm-hmm. minds. I grab on to that because a lot of books in my lab are about the mind and how you think and positive thinking, and I kind of talk about, you know, in my I, this one particular challenge that I had that happened to me. I had two huge contracts, um, and I think this may have been right before I started talking to you. Um, okay. Two huge contracts, you know, was 000, one was 150000 one was 175000 Things are going great. Within a week, I had them for over a year, a little over a year. And within a week of each other, they both got canceled. You know, nothing to my point, just end of of the year, closing.
1: They both blew out of the water.
2: Yeah. Yep. And, you know, when after I got the first call, like that, I think it was like a Friday, and I said, okay, you know, no worries. Then the following week, when I got the second call, I was like, okay. You know, and I said to myself,
3: (laughs) (laughs) W T huh?
2: no. <laughs> Right, right. And I said to myself, what should I do to make sure I don't get down on myself? I don't allow this to take over you know what I mean? My mind allow me to take sure. on a negative mindset. So I sure. I talked to myself and I said, What and I said, I want to give back. So I started this blog site or it's a Facebook page called I Am Changing My Mind and I started just posting about things that you know, if I could inspire, encourage or motivate somebody, I was posting things like that. Some of them that I wrote and have written myself, a lot of which I've written myself. And it became this huge thing. This is my where are we have this is my second year and I got close to ten thousand followers. And wow. people are just like, wow, thank you for this. You would motivate me. And, I mean, I've even had people ask me on there, do you have any book? I love reading your stuff. It's really good. It's inspirational. You know, some of it's biblically based, but I, I always put it, you know, connected to a storyline like something that happened or whatever it may be. But the goal is to inspire and encourage or motivate somebody, you know. And people have loved it. People have loved it, man, you know, and I'm, I still do it. Every, you know, I send out quotes throughout the week, but on Sunday I delivered my main message. And, I mean, I think last Sunday it probably reached, what, 7,000 people or something like that. I don't even remember the number, but um, one of the things that, you know, so doing that helped me, you know, stay grounded because I was giving back. And I think that's a huge thing to do when you anytime you're going through any challenge.
1: Right. Right. So a lot of times what happens when people do the competitive analysis is they come to the conclusion, wow, I really do have something here and I have something that with all the books I've looked at, I haven't seen it exactly the way I have it in my mind. Would you say mm-hmm. you kind of came to that conclusion?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Absolutely, and I, okay. I
2: feel that I have something to offer as well.
1: Good. And 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 the other conclusion that people start coming to is wow, I really can do this.
2: Yep. Yep. You and it gave me definitely, definitely did increase my confidence in that aspect and kind of gave me some other ideas. And you know, I some of these authors that I booked that I didn't have, I actually bought them. So um you know. Oh you did? Yeah, a couple of them, like the Steve Harvey book. I didn't even know he had a new book out. Um Willie Jolly, written quite his, a few
3: over the years.
2: Yeah, he has. He has written quite a few, but, you know, I supported a few of them, um, you know, because I liked their work and what I read. It was pretty decent, and it, you know, touched me, so. Right,
1: right. Okay, good, good. So yeah, but I mean that tells me that your mind is kind of moving it forward in the way that I want I want it to move forward in terms of thinking, this is this is possible and with the support and the help and everything I'm getting from Denise, you know, I can really do this. I mean, this is not this is no longer a pipe dream. This is starting to look more real.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I definitely feel that way. I definitely feel that way. Um more so than ever. And yeah. <laughs> I mean it's all it's all been on my mind now. It's on my mind almost daily now. So it's definitely Good. real.
1: Good. Good. All right. So I want to look at your strategic attraction plan for a minute. So I'm pulling that up. So if you would do the same.
0: Let's find it.
3: Okay, I have it up. Okay,
1: great. Okay, now, I can't remember if I asked you to add the WSGATs to your strategic book plan. Do you recall if I asked you to do that or not?
0: I do. Where is it? Uh, Where did you... I do
2: remember us talking about that. Where is it?
1: Let's get, let's, I have let's the get, I have the start. one that I asked you to resend it to me. I have the one that you resent me in front of me right now.
0: I thought you. I thought you mentioned it. I could I could swear I could remember you really mentioned it to me. And then we talked about it. Um, was that under
3: Homework, or was that? I
0: promise you, I think we got. No, we did talk about it. I, I, I know,
1: I know. But at any rate, what's
0: here's – it?
2: Oh, was it something that was on the um, the podcast that you sent me, and we just? slightly brushed over it because I remember okay. it from the podcast.
1: Alright, so I'm gonna get so I'm gonna give you the assignment now, okay? okay? So what I want you to do is I want you to go through um, the characteristics, qualities and attributes of your ideal book reader. Alright, you got a list of fifteen you got a list of fifteen of them here.
0: Uh-huh
1: okay? And what I want you to do is I want you to ask, and this is on the um, original audio that you listened to before our first session, I want you to ask and then write down, ask yourself and then write down the whiz gap question with each one of these. So like, for example, your first characteristic quality or attribute is honesty and integrity. So then you would go, Okay, Toby, what's so great about that? Right? You know, so then you would write down like a sentence, so what's so great about honesty and integrity, right? So your Mm -hmm. second one here is open minded. You know? Well, what's so great about that? Open minded means you're willing to listen, it means you're willing to consider new ideas, try new Mm -hmm. things, you know, there's your whiz get. Okay. So characteristics qualities number three is came from humble beginnings well, what's so great about that? Well, that means they're mm-hmm. going to relate to my story and they're going to connect with what I have to say. And it means they recognize they have a long way to go, but they're in the world of, you know, they're, they're possibility thinkers, right? So with each one of these characteristics, qualities, and attributes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want you to ask the WSGAT question.
2: Okay. And WSGAT, how does um, that um, spell that out? W.
1: It, yeah, I'm sorry. It's um it's W S it's like an acronym, all caps. W S G A T. Okay. okay. And it it stems um it stands for what's so great about that. Right.
2: Gotcha. <laughs>
1: now, where Where I learned this, I think on one of our original phone calls, like way back last spring, I told you I used to work for this, like, really big seminar guy and book author and everything. And at a couple of his big seminars, which I used to travel around the country to him all the time, um, he had a guy there named Bob Mm Sercosta,
0: okay?
1: Um, Bob Sercosta was like the founding founder, whatever you want to call it, of the Home Shopping Network. Okay? They're located mm-hmm. in Orlando, Florida. And what happened was is he had somebody that owed him money for something, and they couldn't pay him, but he said, I've got uh, five boxes of can open uh, electric can openers, and if you can sell them, that you ought to make enough money to pay what I owe you, or whatever. So here he is stuck with five boxes of electric, electric can openers, right? So mm-hmm. he, he was he was a radio show host, and he was like, "Dang, these can openers look good," you know. And he, he couldn't believe it. He's on the air, and he's talking about these can openers, thinking this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. And sure enough, by the end of the show, he would sold off five boxes of can openers and wished he'd had five more, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, humble, that's the humble beginnings of the, um, uh, the Home Shopping Network, which then spun off into QVC. But, and I used to give this assignment to my marketing mentoring clients. Is I would tell them, uh, you know, one of their homework assignments was to watch one hour of one of the shopping networks and I said, if you end up buying pots and pans or clothes or jewelry or whatever, that's on you. That's not my problem. That's you, right? <laughs> but, what, but what they do on, on on those networks is they have all their show hosts in their mind get really used to asking this question, what's so great about that? Right? You know, so what?
0: that they is can... so interesting. I, I, have, I have heard that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, because the thing is is I mean, it's like it's like live television and it's like, you know, it seems like they have all the time in the world, but they typically go from one product to the next. You know, unless it's like the featured product of the day, they typically go from one to the next within about 6 to 8 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. which which is long when you consider like a 30-second TV ad, but it's not that long. You know, so they, you know, they have their show host say, what's so great about that? Well, what's so great is it's a coffee mug and it's got a handle so you won't burn your hand and it's got this nice rounded lip so you won't cut your lip, you know, it's like it's a coffee <laughs> mug for crying out loud, you know, right? But right. by asking Luke that question of these characteristics, qualities and attributes, what you do is you're able to kind of expand on them. Mm. So that, when we get to the point where, you know, we're looking at your book chapters and what you want to do, you're going to kind of call out to, and I am in the editing as well, you know, you're going to kind of call out to this person who has this problem or this characteristic or this, you know, problem they want to solve, right, in more specific terms by making this list as part of your foundation. So this is kind of like the second part of the, um, of the uh, strategic book plan is to do the whiz gaps. And I want you to do them for question one, which is characteristics, qualities, and attributes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I also want them to uh, do it on question number three, which is what does my ideal book reader expect me to deliver? And that's just referring to the book. You put just in the book, which is fine. Okay. So, okay. Gotcha. Just,
0: okay. All right, all right. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, you, so you're going to write, like, maybe one sentence or two on each of these, you know. And, um, it. you know, it, I mean, it seems like a really simple thing. And it is simple. But sometimes you reach a point with it where you got to go, you know what, i got to get up and get a cup of coffee. It's like... It's not, some of these things, even though it's not that difficult, it's not something you just want to do in one sitting. It's like, you know what, I'm going to get up and go walk my dog and get some fresh air or something, you know, mm-hmm. if you have dog. Who knows, right? Do you have a dog? Yes, I do. Okay, I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> lots of my clients too, So anyway, all right, so that's, Assignment number one for today is to go through your strategic attraction plan. I am going to take your uh, competitive analysis, and between now and the next time we meet, I'm going to polish it up and edit it for you so it looks all nice and beautiful and everything. And one of the things about the competitive analysis that's really cool is, number one, you learned about what other books are out there, right? You learned about sort of their benefits and their drawbacks and also, you know, doing sort of that comparison, all right? But, and we haven't had this conversation yet, but if you decide, Toby, that you're going to go for a um, traditional publisher over self-publishing, which we'll get more into that on a future phone call, one of the parts of a book proposal that helps a publisher decide if they want to publish your book or not, is a competitive analysis, Hmm. you know, which you've done, like, 90% of it. It just needs some, you know, just a little bit of cleanup, which I'm going to do for you. Okay? Right. So, Hmm. anyway, there you go. All right. So, um, you ready for something new?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. So the next thing, because we're taking a little bit more time with your book, I'm going to work in something that I don't usually, that I think will be valuable for you, is I want you to write a bio on you. Okay. All right? I want you to write a bio, and I'm going to give you a format for the bio. It's like a four-step formula. And I want you to write one that's like maybe a page to a page and a half. And then I want you to write another one that's like um, short, like a hundred words. Okay. Okay. And this is called a dip bio, I'm sure you, you know, I mean, I know you have parts of your story in here, but there's some really specific purposes for this bio. But first, let me kind of give you the instructions on how you're going to do this. Okay. Okay. So, part one of your DIP bio begins with, like, your first maybe, you know, if we're going to do a page, page and a half, your first may be paragraph or two. Starts with something like, my life is amazing. Okay? My, you it doesn't said have, my life is amazing? My life is amazing. Now, it doesn't have to be those exact words, but something that says things are really good in your life, however you choose to express that.
0: Okay,
1: and then for about a you know maybe a paragraph or two, you want to talk about all the ways in which your life is terrific, with regard to the problems your book is going to help readers to solve.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, so if I go back to your strategic attraction plan, and I look at side three like, okay, what are the problems you're going to help them solve? It's about success, okay? It's about confidence. It's about goal setting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all right? Strategies for dealing with negative people, right? Mm-hmm. So what you're, going to, what you're going to write about is you're going to write about, um, you know, how successful you are, how great your life is, and how you've managed to have, you know, a good relationship with kids and family at the same time right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because that's that's the problem the book is solving for people, right?
0: Gotcha. Yep. Yep.
1: Okay. So that's a paragraph or two. All right. Now, part two of your DIP bio starts with something like, but there was a time when it wasn't so. Gotcha. You know, um, as a kid growing up with a single mom, there was a time when she called me stupid and I didn't believe in myself and I didn't think I could do anything right.
3: Yep.
4: That's
1: where we're going to go for the next paragraph or two. Okay. 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 And then part three... I call the epiphany, all right? And the epiphany was when the light started going on for you, all Mm -hmm. right? Now, we don't want to spill the beans and tell them the how, because that's why they're buying the book or working with you or doing whatever. Right. Um, But that's the deal. Is there was but you know and then um, I I read some books or I had a boss who was positive around me or a teacher or something that encouraged me and said it was possible and then I started doing this and I started doing that and lo and behold it worked and my life got better and I did more of this and more of that and things got gradually got terrific like you, you want to make them make the reader see that this wasn't like an overnight you know like all of a sudden you went from kid in the hood to living in a mansion right
0: right right
1: right but, but you want them to see you know this was kind of a gradual process but it was so cool because you began to believe in yourself and increase your confidence and, you know, you realized what was missing and, you know, the fact that more people needed the things that you were learning, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? And then part four, the last part of this, and sometimes part four is only like a couple of sentences. Okay? And So part four is, and now I'm so excited about what I've created, I can't wait to share these strategies with you.
4: Gotcha. So now what we're doing
1: is we're pulling the reader in and saying, guess what? This isn't just about me. This is about you too. Okay. Now, in part two, you know, and the reason we call this the dip bios, you can you can see as I explain the four parts, there's like this emotional dip, right? Right. Okay. You know, it's like you start on a high, and then you go down, and then you end up triumphant. All right. And what I want to tell you is that you
0: can
1: you can include. Um, in your book, or if you're giving a speech or you're conducting a presentation, or you know, in front of a group of people who've read your book, kind of thing, not in a corporate presentation That's, you know, you would know, and I know that wouldn't be appropriate, but you know, with the people who need to write your book who come from humble beginnings, all mm-hmm. right, as long as you, when you tell your story. You know, about being a kid with a single mom and not having confidence and all of those things, as long as it ends up triumphant, you are a winner in their eyes.
4: Right.
1: Right? You are the expert in their eyes.
3: Yep.
4: Yep. Okay.
1: And I want you to know that that part number two where they go down da- where you kind of have the emotional dip mm-hmm. right that's where your reader lives right now that's mm-hmm. where they're at emotionally right now so when they read that they go oh my god as successful as he is he gets it he's been there before he knows what it's like right Right, and that makes them feel connected to you, and I have to tell you that um this was before my book came out. I did like a series of seminars on marketing, you know, I was kind of like doing the seminars, making money um before my book came out, and also, I was kind of doing some market research, like you know like kind of getting a sense of like well, what do they really want to learn, and you know this kind of stuff, uh, anyway, I had people who. You know, I had like a sales letter and it happened to have this dip bio story in the sales letter where at the end of it, it's, you know, obviously says click here to buy. Right. I had people who flew to Las Vegas from Alberta, Canada. I had another guy who flew to Las Vegas from Melbourne, Australia. And when I asked him, why did you come so far to come to my seminar? They said, because of your story, you get me.
0: Mm. Wow. Wow. So here
1: these people I mean, in one case the guy was willing to fly halfway around the planet, right? And in the other case, I mean that's still a lot a fur piece to come from Alberta, Canada to Las Vegas, right? You know, and uh, uh, other people said the same thing. They just didn't come as far. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe they came from Southern California or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. but this is where this is where they really, really start to connect with you is by telling this story. Now, you can get up on the platform if you're in front of a room of like ideal book readers or the people that you know you they've hired you to get on the platform and speak and you can share a story like this as the beginning of your speech, as a grabber to grab attention, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you yep. think about,
1: uh, when you think about, if you ever, do you ever listen to like talk radio? Maybe not the, the time. political time, but but all where the they, you know, talk, yeah, where they talk to like book authors and stuff like this, okay? What's one of the most common first questions that a DJ or a radio show host is likely to ask when they interview a book author?
2: What made you write a book like this or something like that?
1: Well, I got to tell you, Toby, my life is amazing. I have a business I love and the best clients on the planet. And I get to do the thing I love more than anything else. I help people write books. And I get to use my God-given talents. And it's so exciting. And it also allows me to travel around the world in ways that I never would have expected. But there was a time when it wasn't so. When I grew up, You know, I mean, you think of parents as being supportive. Boy, that sure wasn't my parents. And I stumbled around and tried different careers and did different things, trying to fit into their mold, but knowing I wasn't using the gifts God gave me. And I remember being so incredibly depressed. And unsuccessful as well because I wasn't using what God gave me. And then one day the lights went on. And I started figuring out how to do this thing and make money as a writer. Blah, 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 blah. And now ex- I'm so excited. I can't wait to share it with your listeners. Wow. Right? Wow. Yep, yep, yep. So, So this is what you're going to write. So you're going to write one that's going to be... You know, like one to one and a half pages long. And then you're going to write another one that's about 100 words long. So the four parts in the long one, you know, each part is going to be maybe a paragraph or two. All right. And then part four, like I said, is usually just one to two sentences. And then in the short one, you're going to write like one to two sentences for each part. You're going know, to, like, really tighten it up. Mhm. Okay?
2: Yeah. Okay. So the, the – okay, let me make sure my notes is correct here. So the dip, dip – are you saying dip as in D-I-P?
1: Like the nerdy guy at a party or the stuff you stick tortilla chips into.
2: Okay, gotcha. So dip file yeah. is the long one, correct?
1: Right, and and they call it a dip bio because there's an emotional dip. You start on a high, you go down to a low, and you come back up to a high. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. and what this is going to help you do is we're going to find a place to put this in your book. You know, we got to do the outline and some other things first. But mm-hmm. what this does is, Toby, this establishes your emotional expertise. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, why should I listen to this guy named Toby J Daniels? Well, here's why. Yeah. My life is amazing. Da, da 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 da. But there was a time when it wasn't so. Right? This is your this is your emotional expertise. And in a book like this, it's like, yeah, you have the price system, and that's great. But people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care.
0: Mm. Yep, yep. Right. Okay. Yep.
1: Right. I had a I had a client many years ago and this was, you know, back before I was helping people with books in my marketing mentoring days and her whole thing was she is an expert at helping people develop like their signature speech or something like this, okay? And she used to lead with the fact that she has a master's degree in communication, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and she has taught at the university level and everything, right. I mean, she definitely had those credentials. And one day I said to her, I said, Felicia, you're going to kill me for this, but I'm going to be straight up with you because I'm not going to help you if I'm not. I said, nobody cares about your flippin' master's degree until they know you care about them first.
0: Yep. I mean,
1: I could have knocked her over with a feather, Toby, <laughs> you know. Wow. But it was like, I mean, years later, she said, Denise, that was like the best advice anybody ever gave me, you know, and I didn't even see it because it's, it's true. Nobody cares about the price system until they, they get where your heart is at. Right,
0: right.
1: You know. Right. And, and that's also my marketing rule number four in uh, in my book, you know, which you know is not in print anymore. But marketing rule number four is people buy based on emotion and they back it up with logic.
0: I remember right. that from the podcast, yep. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, so what you're going to do the next couple of weeks between now and when we meet again, all right, is... You're going to do the Mm WISGAT on your strategic adoption plan. Yep. What's so great about that? Okay. And then you're going to do a longer version and a shorter version of your DIP bio.
0: Gotcha.
1: Okay. I want you to use Feeling words in the dip bio, especially the longer one because you got the space to use it, all right? So what are feeling words, okay? So it could be enthusiastic, happy, joyful, excited, depressed, despondent, frustrated, angry. Gotcha. And it's using words like this. That takes people on an emotional roller coaster,
0: mhm,
1: and when you do that, it's a good read now, if you want to say angry, but you don't want to say angry three times, I'm going to teach you a little secret.
0: I like secrets,
1: okay. Do you know what a thesaurus is? Yes. Okay, all right. I actually have a leather bound uh dictionary and thesaurus. my mom gave me when I was in college. I still have it. I'm looking at it right now on top of my bookcases but it's it's more of a um sentimental thing for me, you know, mm-hmm. plus I have like, an old royal typewriter from the nineteen forties. My husband bought mm-hmm. me on one of our first dates. you know that's the same thing. It's like a sentimental thing, but um. Do you know how to use the thesaurus in Microsoft Word? Have you ever used it before?
2: Not in Microsoft Word. I usually, when I want to look at words, different synonyms, if you will, for a word, I'll just go to dictionary.com most times.
1: Okay. So I'm going to teach you an easier way to do it. Faster, easier. Okay? So let's say you write the word frustrated. And then you go, you know what? I already used frustrated two paragraphs above. I don't want to use the same word. Okay, and you're in Microsoft uh, Word. All I right.
2: Mean, you know what? I'm doing it as you speak it. I found this in the drop-down with these synonyms right there. Wow, I never do that.
1: Right. So what you do is you highlight the word frustrated or angry or enthusiastic or whatever it is. You highlight the word. You click on, I don't know which version of Microsoft Word you have, but you click on review. Mhm. Okay. And then Um, Depending on which version you have, uh, mine is, I think it's
0: 2013. Yeah,
1: I have the sign. Now, some of them them will have the word thesaurus. Others, it'll have an icon of like an open book. The one that I have is like an icon of an open book. All right. So you've got your word highlighted you go to review and click on either the word thesaurus or this icon of an open book. And on mine, it's on the left-hand side right next to spelling and grammar where spell check is. You click on that. And then in the right-hand column, you'll see a list of words that comes up that's very much like or similar to frustrated or wow. angry. That Okay, so you don't have to, like, go online to do it. You don't have to go away from your manuscript and pull up another page. You don't have to do any of that. There's just a whole boatload of them right there.
0: Yep. Wow, that's a good secret. Thank you for that one.
1: Right, because the thing is, is that people think people who are good writers, people think that they get, like, all this creativity in their head, you know it's like, well, yeah, we have some creativity, and we've learned some things along the way, but we also have what's called tools,
3: right,
1: right, and this is this is one of those tools that can help make writing more expressive
3: yep absolutely,
1: okay, all right, all right, so let's see, so it's strategic attraction plan whiz gaps. DIP bio, short and long version. I want to give you one more homework assignment. Okay. Okay? All right. Because have you, like, coached people yet or done seminars or workshops or anything like that yet?
2: Just on a uh, professional level, you know, the guys that I manage, I have coaching sessions with them. Um, okay.
1: Okay. So people like you're in charge of, but not people who've kinda like paid to show up for a class six weeks That's in a row correct. or eight weeks. Okay. All right. That's correct. So what I want you to do, and this isn't something you're gonna do the whole thing, you know, by next by the next time we meet, but we're gonna start taking little bites of it, okay? Because you opted to do this book in a year, so it's gonna be a better book. Okay. Yeah. What I want you to do is you're going to create a program that's going to be like six weeks long or eight weeks long or however long you think would make sense, all right? And you're going to do sort of like a beta test thing, okay, so that you – it's almost like you're going to have some clients.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, typically, when you do a beta test, it's like they're not paying; they're just participating. But what you do is you make them promise, like you have to be here, you have to be on time. If you're getting this thing for free, you have to, you know, you have to be there, you have to be on time, and if you get value out of it, you need to give me a testimonial at the end.
0: Right. Gotcha.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is you're going to get the opportunity to test out the price system on people that you want, the kind of people you
4: want to read your book.
3: Gotcha.
1: And as a result of doing that, you're going to have the coolest things that come up, questions people ask, comments they make, stories they tell you, things like that, they're going to be really good fodder for your book. Gotcha. We just change their names, okay? We change their occupation. We change the city where they live, and you're good to go. Okay. Okay? So I want you to do two things between now and our next call all right, in this direction, okay? I want you to create a
4: one-page outline for a program that's going to teach people the price system. Okay. Okay. I
1: suggest six or eight weeks. I think six is pretty good, but that's uh-huh. totally up to you to decide, okay. okay? You know, by the time you're going to be actually ready to do this, it's not going to be until after the holidays. So don't, you know, it's like this This is when people are ready to, like, increase their confidence and set their goals and do all this stuff. So the timing is really good when you started, you know, working with me and everything, okay? So just one-page outline. So that means basically, let's say you decide you're going to go with a six week program. You know, each of the six weeks, you're going to break it down into maybe three or four. You know, like you got one major topic for week one, and you're going to break it down into three or four minor topics. Gotcha. Okay. And then all together, that'll be about a one page outline. Gotcha. Okay. The other thing I want you to do this is like a very practical thing, all right, is I want you to go to dot. Z-O-O-M, dot
0: mm-hmm.
1: U-S. Okay. Have you used Skype before? Yes, yes. Okay. It's kind of like Skype, but better. And the reason I like it better is because you can have more people on a call than you can with Skype. All right. In fact, you can have as many as you want. Okay. And you can record it, the call. Mm. You can't do that with Skype. Gotcha.
3: Okay.
4: Okay.
1: And- and with your beta group, I mean, you want to you want to keep it relatively small. We're going to aim for six to eight people, but I don't want you to start marketing it yet. I just want you to come up with the outline and get an account going on Zoom, and maybe ask some people you know, like that are millennial age group, maybe people working for you or your. I think your kids are grown, aren't they?
2: My um, two oldest ones, yeah. Well
1: yeah. Okay. Ask them if they've ever used Zoom.us and maybe you can, you know, like test it out and do a little sample call with them or something like that.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Right? Yep. All right. So how are you feeling about all of this? I'm definitely giving you your marching orders.
0: You are. And I, I, I'm
2: appreciating it. Just adding more on to the excitement and enthusiasm on of- you know, this is coming together. So really, really good stuff. and Learning
0: a lot. Learning a lot. You know.
1: Good. Good. So, what would you say you learned today?
0: Um, I, I think one
2: is <clears throat> the whole. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> the dip. The emotional mm-hmm. dip. I, I, I. You know how you hear it, and then you you, you know. I understand what it is now. I never knew what it was before, but now I do because you broke it down to me and I know how it applies to, how it can apply to, like, motivational speaking and things like that. Right. So really good stuff there. And then the other thing is, you know, when you're looking at the characteristics and attributes of your ideal customer, you know, asking that question, okay, um, what's so great about that? Helps you think about, give thought to those characteristics a little more. And if you right. can tap into those characteristics of an individual when you're speaking or talking with them, you pull them in. You know, you're able to that's pull right. them in. And so, yeah, so that's what I think that's yep. That's
1: right. That's right. It, you know, they're going to resonate with it and they're going to go, he gets me. You know, yep. right? Which is, yep. which is where you want to go. Remember when people used to always get the newspaper, right? Mhm. You remember? I mean, my husband and I—I I think we stopped getting the newspaper like maybe five years ago because we get all right. our all our news like online, and you know, right? But I mean, used to be people always got the newspaper, right? And mm-hmm. in the Sunday news, in the Sunday paper, the Sunday was always the big one, right?
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: and. There used to be the uh, the parade section, you know, cause, and, and, of course, the parade section was fun because it was really light and it was in full color, whereas everything else was black and white, unless you were reading USA Today. You know, there was the parade section, and then there was also the um, sometimes there was the USA Today section. Depending on which newspaper you read, there was like one, the other, or sometimes both, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of times on the front cover of those sections, there would be like a famous actor or maybe a famous athlete or a famous politician. You know, not always. I mean, sometimes it was Fourth of July recipes or Christmas recipes or something. But a lot of times it would be kind of a famous person. And if you were able to, you know, and I used to give people this assignment, but now nobody gets the newspaper anymore. But if you were to go back and read those articles where you had a famous person on the cover, and there would be sort of like their story, you will find that most of the time it follows the four-step formula of the dip bio. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. This is like this Horatio Alger rags-to-riches thing. You know, and whether the riches have to do with money or increasing your confidence or your spiritual connection to God or, you know, a better relationship with your family or whatever it is, that's the riches that your reader is looking for.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
1: Makes sense?
2: Makes complete sense. I get it now. Yeah, I
0: definitely get it.
1: Okay. All right. Pretty excited. So you feel pretty clear. You, you feel pretty clear about you know what you, what what we've got to do for you for between now and the next time we meet.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Trust me, if I get stuck in a while, I shoot you an email <laughs> with a question.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, because you know if you have any questions, send me an email. Okay.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay, good. Absolutely. So let's so let's look at our calendars for our next meeting. I was thinking about meeting like right after you know, right right after the new year.
2: Yeah, we can do that um,
0: the third, the Tuesday.
1: Um, any chance we could do Wednesday the 4th? How
0: about the 5th?
1: <laughs> okay, Thursday. All right, let's do that. Thursday.
0: Which
1: will be meaning number 3, T-O-B-Y. Why did I type why did it automatically go to Tony rather than Toby? Mm-hmm. Toby. J and Daniels is with an S on the end, right?
2: Yeah, and with the Gmail account it is. However, it's no S on my actual name.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Hang on, learn yeah. something new every day. All right, and we're gonna do the same time, eight thirty for you. That seems to work okay.
0: Yes, that's perfect.
1: Okay, good. All right, sir.
3: Thanks so much, Denise.
1: uh, Thanks so much for being there. You are uh, moving forward, and I will be editing your competitive analysis and sending it back to you.
0: Sounds good.
2: I will get with you if I have any questions. Since I won't talk to you, have a Merry Christmas,
0: Happy New Year. Yeah. Yes,
1: we we do the same, are you? Are Absolutely. you doing anything special or exciting for Christmas?
2: No, no. i going to have the kids, so just enjoying time with them.
1: The family time. That's good. Okay. Yep. All right. All right Alrighty, then. Have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year, and I'll talk with you on Thursday, January 5th.
0: Sounds good. Thank you so much.
1: Okie dokie. You're welcome. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.